cliffcentral.com. This show contains adult content. If you find it offensive, please go to the cliffcentral.com website where there's a show for you. cliffcentral.com it is three minutes past ten on friday morning this is sex talk with john t searle and i am so excited because one of my closest friends and dearest colleagues and one of the most amazing women in the world is with me in the studio this morning and we've been trying to do this together for so long good morning valentina so Valentina is here from Cape Town to do some sexuality workshops with women that we will talk about a little bit later. Why can't I hear you talk? Okay, let's try that again. Something. Try again. No. Yes. yes. There we go. Yeah, we there go. we go. Okay. okay. Fantastic. That's really really good. That's Press wonderful. the right button now. Yes, we can do that. <laughs> Very cool. And I think tomorrow's with us on Skype. Yes. Yes, how are you guys? Good, how are you? I'm so good, I'm so excited about Valentina, welcome. Thank you, thank you. So we are talking this morning about Tantra, about sacred sexuality, about conscious sexuality, what all this is, the different streams of Tantra, some of the myths of Tantra and Tantric sex and Tantric relationships, because it's become one of those buzzwords in oh, the world. Totally, totally. And with not a lot of understanding. And a lot of people call stuff Tantra that may not be, and maybe everything is Tantric depending yes. on who you talk to yes. and, you know, kind of pick a, pick a stream or pick a point of view and you'll kind of find a place for it, which yeah, is pretty totally. cool. But let us start with this. Ninja sex. Chocolate starfish. Twitter bag. Calipagian. Today's dirty dictionary word is acousticophilia. Dirty dictionary word. Acousticophilia. Any idea what that might be? No, you catch me completely by surprise. Okay. Tamar, any ideas? I suspect it's sweet nothing in my ear. Sweet nothing in your ear. <laughs> the ear part's right. The rest of it we're a little bit far from. Say it again. What's Acousticophilia. Acousticophilia. Yeah, so it's right up your street. So when you hear what it is, you'll say, oh, yes, Someone I like that, that one. like is stimulated sexually by sound. There we go. Yeah. Especially the sound of your partner moaning. Oh, yes. <laughs> I have. Absolutely. So you had the ear part right. Yeah, it's Latin. Yeah. I'm, I'm just because I'm Italian. There we go. <laughs> Very simple. You see. With the most beautiful accent I ever heard in my life. Oh, thank you. Oh. I was having a conversation with somebody yesterday afternoon. It was an amazing conversation. And I love this about doing this work because when you are talking to people, the most amazing ideas and connections come up. 
And it's the most beautiful space to be in where you are learning almost every day. Yeah. Which totally. is so, so beautiful. And when I, at the end of it, I thought this was a really cool lead in for where we are this morning. I was talking and I was sharing a forgiveness meditation with someone and guiding her on how to do a forgiveness meditation. <clears throat> and what I came up with was, and I've never made this connection before, forgiveness is so important because everything that we hold on to keeps us separate. Mm -hmm. It separates us from parts of ourselves. It separates us from others. And as soon as we can forgive ourselves and acknowledge those parts of ourselves that need forgiveness for that, that need forgiveness, we become more whole. Yeah. We become more unified. And that for me is one of the most important principles of Tantra, of sacred and conscious sexuality, is the idea of unity and becoming Totality. more at one with ourselves, <clears throat> with a partner with God, Goddess, the universe, spirit, whatever we call that to be. Yeah. In, in, in my view, when you speak about forgiveness in traditional tantric understanding, it's a, it's a very fine line there because I always suggest when you forgive, you implying uh, there was a fuck up, there was a problem, mm. there was something that wasn't right that needed to change. There is a guilt attached to that because something of someone needs to be forgiven. Mm. And tantra, traditional tantra understand that everything is perfect. You are perfect. And so ultimately there is also nothing to forgive. If you can let go of that, that everything that happened it's just a moment in time. And then when you rest in the infinity of your being, in the cosmicness of your being, it was a, it was a small movement of our limited understanding of life. And there is nothing to forgive. And you can just really take a big breath and know that there is only perfection. Mm. So when you, when you come from that place, you are embracing all of you and then you are present in this moment. And when, as you say, if you're holding on to guilt, because forgiveness, as I said, is that you assume something was wrong. Mm. And that wrongness is a contraction. And in Tantra, we're looking at the relaxation, the ultimate relaxation. So everything that it prevents you from totally relaxed will prevent you from being able to taste this moment in the fullness of eternity, which is your true nature. Yeah. This is real traditional Tantra. Yeah. And so that's a really interesting phrase because we need to look at that and we need to kind of understand that there's two different kind of streams of Tantra out in the world. Yes. So there's the Western idea of Neo-Tantra, which is very sexually focused Oriented, yeah. and very sexually related and covers an enormous range of practices. And so many people just kind of put a whole lot of stuff into that that, that they call Tantra, yeah. which actually doesn't have anything to do with the original and traditional Tantric philosophy, yes. which is very, very different. Y yes and no. Yeah. I mean, There's I, a connection. I'd say yes, because you can rest in both. Yes. And we can say that uh, Neo-Tantra, it's, it's an aspect of Tantra, it's an mm. entry point. And uh, and I still feel it's got great value for the Western world people. Of course it does. Because we are really wounded around mm. our sexuality. And that's why a lot of the work needs to happen there. Because uh, until that wound is sub, uh, sub, sublimated, superated, overcome, mm -hmm. you cannot meet the totality of yourself. You cannot be present in this moment in your totality. Mm. So say it's so sexuality is an aspect, it's not the totality of what Tantra yeah. is about. So talk know? a little bit about that, about the fullness of 
the tantric philosophy, the tantra as a spiritual practice, as a life practice. Yeah. Which t- goes way beyond yeah. just sexuality. Tantra is a spiritual science. And what's interesting is that um, my teacher called it spiritual science and philosophy of freedom. Because when you mm. understand what the universe is about and what, who are you really and how do you come into this existence, then you are totally free. You immediately, mm. uh, you can meet your own freedom. And it's a spiritual science is interesting, this term, because science is about the how and not the why, really. So, um, you know, traditional Tantra doesn't really rest too much into the why am I alive? It's a process of existence. Mm. You are it. Now, what do you do with that? That's it. And so Tantra offers a series of practices to give you the experience of what reality is about. So that is not a conversation that happens in the head. It's not a philosophy that we can debate, although there is a lot of debates mm-hmm. around Tantra. And um, Tantra wants to give you the practical experience when you have that. And of course, that can come through yoga, through sexuality practice, through silence meditation, to celibacy also. Um, you can choose where you have an affinity with. So that is your flavor. And you can take that practice to the deeper extent. And that will give you an experience in your being of who you really are, what's reality mm. it's about. And that's your knowing. So Tantra rests into the knowing come from experience. It's not a knowing in the mind. It's a knowing that is a, a state of being. Mm. You know the truth. You don't accept it because someone just tell you. And that's why in the new practice of sexuality, there is a lot of experiential activity because I can tell mm. you many things. And many people can tell me, oh, I'm so comfortable. I'm so liberated. And then you tell them, okay, take your clothes off now. Uh, oh, hold on a second. <laughs> I love that when people walk into my Valentina, office. Can I just ask you, is your Twitter handle uh, Tantric Valentina? I don't have a Twitter account. Okay, I'm just, everybody's asking questions where they can find you, so there's so much buzz. I'm just going to tell them to contact you. I'm, f- hey. I, I'm on Facebook, Valentina Mrs. Love. Okay. That's the easiest Wonderful. contact point. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Continue, please, sorry for okay. interrupting. Because I love that when people walk into my office and they say, oh, we're so open-minded, or I'm so open-minded. Yeah. And I just have this little kind of chuckle, and I say, let's see what that really Means. means and I read something this morning. It was actually a quote by Thomas Jefferson. So this is the thing for me. Often I'm up at about four thirty-five, and very often I get up and I'll do some yoga and stuff. But some mornings that does not happen. So that becomes kind of a time for Twitter and Facebook and and something beautiful on Twitter this morning. It was a quote from Thomas Jefferson, a, uh, American president from mm-hmm. the beginning of of the American uh, Republic, and he said, uh, "I would rather have dangerous freedom." than comfortable or safe slavery. Yes, totally. It's interesting because that's the world we live in that's now. It. We are in comfortable slavery. Yeah, and that's what this whole experience is, whether you take it from the sexual point of view, whether you take it from the bigger, uh, a larger spiritual point of view, it's very much about that idea of freedom, personal freedom, yeah, and completely. expanding that. And the more free you become personally, the more of that freedom you have to contribute to society yeah, it or, will or naturally overflow. It will yeah. be a, a, your expression of totality will affect everything mm. you deal with. And sexual freedom, I think, is one of the most important because ultimately it impacts on our creator freedom, on freedom of the on heart. On everything. We look at our relationships. We look at our communities. We look at governments. 
And I think that's one of the reasons that these sexual practices are so scary for so many people because they challenge those really core beliefs of everything about who and, we are. And the comfort zone. I mean, we mm. are living in comfortable slavery. It's so beautifully expressed. Yeah. And so sometimes when you open the door to freedom, it's so terrifying. I mean, there mm. is that story of the tiger that has been in prison for so long. And then the door get open. And at the beginning, the tiger come out and taste a little bit of freedom. But then she'll come back twice a day for mealtime. Mm. It's so much easier. It's the routine. You know yeah. where your food come from and it's comfortable. And so to be completely free, it's a great responsibility. Mm. And then it's you and the universe, you know. And, um, and not everybody's up for that. No, because you have to make a lot of decisions for yourself on how you're going to live on the life that you're going to create. Absolutely. And you have to stand for your choices. You can't say, well, someone say that and I getting along with that, which is a lot of the Christian uh, belief system mm. that you just have to embrace the belief. Tantra is not a belief system. You don't have to embrace any form of belief. Have the experience and then you will tell me if it works for you or not. Mm. That's so simple. And that's why there are so many expressions of Tantra. And I love this sometimes because everybody has a completely different entry point. They've got a comp different life experience, mm. different culture. They live in different parts of the world. So they are trying to find their freedom from different avenue. And they are all valid. They are all valid, mm. you know. Um, and so Tantra really is the journey towards yourself, is your unique journey towards mm. yourself. So whichever way we need to shape it that makes sense and give us personal freedom, that's your way. And it's valid in my point of view, yeah. of course. And then you really do begin to see who you are yeah, um, beyond the myths, beyond the stories, beyond the patterning, beyond the conditioning, beyond the expectations of, of, of this world around you. Yeah. And that's hard for a lot of people because you look in the mirror and you see who you really are. You see what you've really done. Um, you forgive yourself. You see the freedom and the power in that. Yeah. And the peace and the beauty. But mm. yes, because a lot of forgiveness also, when you really look at we are a society mm. of slavery, nothing really happened out of pure choice. We are contaminated since mm. we are born into belief systems. So a lot of the wrongdoing and a lot of the wrong action in our life are only happening because there is a fundamental misunderstanding of who we are. So it's really me making that wrong action or is that was that little me believing I was that little person and I was so afraid and I was so lost or someone else was so mm. afraid and so lost that they acted wrongly. But when you understand that that fear comes from a wrong understanding of who you mm. are, then it doesn't matter. Because when you align yourself to infinite force creating life in every moment, mm. because that's what we really are. We are sexual energy moving. You know, so also you mentioned uh, early sexuality and spirituality. See, for me, it's the one thing. And when we, we cannot separate sexuality yeah. from anything, we are born from a sexual activity, there was desire, there was sexual encounter of our parents, and bang, here we are. So we are sexual energy walking and breathing mm. and living and expressing, and we still are not embracing that. So a lot of the pain comes just from this simple um, uh, disidentification that I am everything else but sexual energy moving. Yeah. 
and that's the pain, you know. And this is this idea of energy moving struck me in the most amazing way this week. I was reading a book. It was about a surfer. It's a novel. But in the beginning of the book, he talks about waves. Hmm. And I've always had, and it's one of the ways that I explain the way that I see the world, is everything in our world is an energy. It's a frequency. Mm -hmm. Every color has a frequency. Every sound has a frequency. Every organ in the body has a range of optimal health. Anything above or below that is not healthy. Mm -hmm. Every emotion has a frequency. Mm -hmm. And the frequency of the emotions in all of us is the same. Love yeah. is the same. The triggers may be different, yeah. but the frequency of love, if you measure it, mm. is love, full yeah. stop. And we live generally with a very narrow frequency. And as you expand your ideas and your experiences, the frequencies and the possibilities mm. of life expand. Mm. So I was reading about this as about this wave story, and the most amazing definition of a wave was in this book. And it's that a wave is an energy transport phenomenon. Yeah. That's what a wave is. So it mm. made me really think mm. of the waves that we are putting out, the mm. waves that are coming through us. Mm. And when we're putting a wave out, mm. where, from where inside of us is that mm. wave originating? Mm. Is it from the love? Is it from the heart? Mm. Is it from the highest that we can mm. be? Or is it from a more limited space? Yeah. And that determines what we're putting out into the world. Totally. And it's interesting you speak about the waves because I'm, I'm doing this weekend workshop for women called Cosmic Sexuality and the picture I've got is the big wave. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Wild. And mm. in, 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 a lot of women describe but They say it's like a wave, the waves of pleasure. Also, jaunties, you know, it's yeah. the ocean energy is so feminine. Yeah. yeah, and in a pleasure. few weeks we're going to be in Mozambique in the waves with the dolphins. Completely. Yeah, and the idea with this, and it really fascinated me because we did a really beautiful, deep, and very intimate water massage on Thursday night. And um, just this amazing amount of connections of stuff coming through because every body of water in the world, which includes us, because we are 70-something percent mm. water, is connected. Mm. And it's all about these waves that are moving mm. Through us, mm, mm. it's it's the breath. It's the fundamental yeah. wave that and we so underestimated. Also, you know mm. how we communicate constantly with the inner and outer mm. world is through breath, and that is the primal lovemaking, in my understanding. Yeah, because when you were here a few months ago, mm, and mm. I did this really beautiful tantric yoga experience with you, mm, yes, and that was so much of using breath in a very yes. different way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Expanding, mm. expanding, expanding, yeah. and then letting go. So for mm. me also, when you speak mm. about the waves, what it, what it feels for me, where the waves come, you know, we know it comes from the ocean and goes mm. back to the ocean. And it is the energy of the ocean, but then again, it takes a different personality. Mm. And in a sense, that's simply what we are as human beings on this planet at this time. We're just waves moving. And mm. sometimes we give so much importance, self-importance, to my way of moving instead of feeling where I come from and where do I mm. return <clears throat> and can I just free flow in this movement so don't overload everything we do with so much personal story mm. I mean traditional tantra is really about dropping the personal story um, you know sometimes we get so attached and we keep wounding ourselves mm. 
um, even the story with forgiveness, because you know maybe I come from a dysfunctional family, and 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 I keep telling that as the story of where I come. And for me, it's like, well, go beyond that. Before your dysfunctional family, mm. where do you really come from? You know. And, and that's and just one part of you, but it's not all that you are. No, exactly. And sometimes we get so stuck. I'm a mother. Mm. I'm a graphic designer. I'm a lawyer. I'm a doctor. But before all of that, who are you really? What is your breath in form? Mm. What is your breath in form? What is your exchange in this world, you know? And uh, and that's we go back to the beginning. For a lot of people, it's too much. Yeah, <laughs> to but that's where the practices become so important because they keep us connected to that space. Yes. So the part, and for me, it's one of the most important, and it's becoming more important. And we're going to talk and teach about this in Mozambique. Is the idea of creating that ritual space to be in those practices completely with consciousness completely, and that allows us to keep in contact with that sacred energy. And the more we do that, the more we're bringing that into our lives. Yeah, and that also just to link it with traditional tantra mm. and contemporary tantra. Traditional tantra is very much about rituals mm. and mantra, and it's just that. So it's explain just mantra to our listeners. Mantra it's a, it's a, it's a string of words and uh, in in a, in a language that generally is Sanskrit, and is a language that again generates a vibration in the space. You know, so what you say, you're already creating in the moment mm. that you're saying that. So it's really the power of sound. You spoke about vibration, mm. and is to focus your attention um, into a space that is other than my. Um, mundane life. Mm. So we have to do that. We cook the food, we attend the children, and then we take some time where we sit and we go into ritual. And traditional tantra was very much about specific mantra and specific ritualistic gesture that only had the purpose to take you back to that space uh, where you would remember who you really are, it's very much based in the metaphysics, in fact. It's about moving into a different space of consciousness. Yes. And mm. in Neo-Tantra, in the contemporary mm. sexual practice, we, we're doing exactly the same. We just word it differently. We don't mm. speak mantra. We speak English. But we say word that we choose carefully. You know, I see mm. myself in you that really touch the heart and take us into very intimate and vulnerable spaces. And, and for me, they have the same values, just a contemporary take, which I found it actually make it more accessible. It needs to be accessible and it to needs everybody. To be, yes. Yeah. And in the old days, in fact, Tantra was really performed by the, the king and the queen, mm. the Raj. Uh, and not by really everybody, although potentially it says that everybody's open for enlightenment, but it was more of a sectorial practice where mm. then I also feel this day, um, Neo Tantra make it more accessible, you know, and available because the language is English and the ritualistic practice has to do with our body that you have access at any moment in time, your breath, you know, and so you don't need to go and get that specific item and mm. the kumkum powder and the sandalwood paste and, you know, um, I like this. Yeah. Simpler. Yeah, and putting the rituals and even creating our own rituals. Yeah. become so, so important in that, to really personalize that space. Yes, that yes. Understand the principles, and then how do you create that for yourself? How does it make sense and resonate with you in your 
in, exactly. in your life, and, whatever and that might be. Therefore, you've got the yoga at sunrise. Mm. Someone wants to do it at sunset. Someone has got a very dynamic yoga. Someone needs more stillness. So it's also to find what really works for mm. you. And, and ac- acknowledge that. Not, uh, stop wanting to match what the other are doing, but find what resonates with you profoundly. Which actually gives you the scope to create that space so many different ways and so many different days in your life. Because it's more about the consciousness of the moment yes. than anything else. Yes, totally. And, and in that... A meal can become an expression of that ritual, that you sit down and you really have just that moment of consciousness of what you're eating, of what you're drinking, of who you're doing that with. And a breath of gratitude, a breath of connection with that space immediately elevates it and makes it something more. It expands it. Yeah, and that become a tantric practice. To me, when you are total in this moment with whatever you're doing, that is potentially tantric, either you want to mm. call it that or not. So it's a way of being more than a way of doing. Yes. And in fact, ultimately in tantra, you can find many practice, but the true tantric meditation, it's living. It's life. Mm. How you meditate your life. How every moment in your life can become a getaway into infinite expansion. Um, and so we do the practices to prepare you to the true meditation, which is living. Mm. It's not the mm. other way around. Sometimes we go living and then we take a break from life to go and do the meditation. Mm. And often there is so much focus in that moment. And Tantra turns it around is to understand you do the yoga so that then when you make love, you can be in that space with breath flowing, with suppleness of your body. So your practice is there to support you in life. And that puts us in conflict with a lot of our world because so much of our world is about doing ah, yes. and about the action <laughs> rather than being. Yeah. To just take a breath and to sit with the feeling of something, to sit yeah. with the energy of something rather than keep doing it. Yeah. In fact, we are human being, but we forget. Not human doings. Yes. Yes. We like to become human doings, mm. but we are a human being. And probably mm. being is the only true uh, purpose of being alive, mm. in my understanding. And the human doing essentially is what keeps us in the space of slavery. Yes. Because that keeps us locked into the, the expectation of others, into the whole material cycle of how much you've got of it's never enough, of always more and more and more and working harder instead yeah. of just taking a breath and <sighs> here I am. That's it. And also it, the doing, yeah. sorry, I just wanted to add the doing, it's a subtle action to move out of being. Mm. When being become overwhelming, instead of sitting and feel the fullness of this moment, I'm going to do something. Mm. The doing takes me out of being. Yeah. And when doing comes from a space of being, the doing is very different and it's yes. actually effortless. Then is a flow. I call it I call that flow rather than do. It's yeah. a natural flow of your of your being state. Yes. Sorry, I interrupted. Tomorrow you better get in quicker. Yes. <laughs> uh, I wanted to ask um what happened actually when was the tantra was th- thriving, was flourishing and what happened 
what really deprived it? What what happened to the world? Why didn't we all go to this amazing state? But it all began because last no Thursday, w- and after that, it was kind of downhill all the way because uh, of all the yeah, public holidays. Shame. Because no one would go to work, I'll tell you this very yeah. simply, you know. In, in Tantra, you know, you would be so focused in who you are that you would be free and uh, you would challenge, you know, authority because uh, you are the highest authority about yourself. And so, you know, I can just say historically it really thrives in the medieval time um, around northern India. And then there were a lot of Muslim invasion that took Tantra really underground, mainly because it was a philosophy of freedom. And even in India at that time was against the social system, you know. It was mixing caste. It was telling you... You know, you can have sex with a, with a low caste woman and a woman can reach enlightenment. And you know, they were a challenging idea to the system at that time because the caste system served the purpose of the one at the top of that line, you know, the king and queens. And, uh, and so, yeah, it's always been uncomfortable. And, but in a sense as well, we can say because it went on the ground, we still have it today. Mm. <laughs> and the same thing, you know, there's parallels throughout the world where Christian missionaries went to different parts of the world where tribes were very in touch with nature, where they had these amazing traditions of spirituality, of connection, amazing rituals, and engulfed every one of them with their religious beliefs and practices. Yeah. Yeah. Completely, and we've Everywhere lost. I mean, and the they world. were all tantric practice because yeah. they were animists. They were with nature. Mm. They understood there was something greater that moved through them, mm. and they had notion of star and galaxy. And we became smaller and smaller. We funnel the immensity of beingness into a very limited expression, but it's very easy to control. And that's the point. All humanity. of those systems are about control. Yeah, and then mm. when you have people that are afraid of everything. They'll buy anything you ask yeah. them to do, mm. to buy, and the shopping mall are thriving, you know? Absolutely. I mean, the biggest nightmare in Joburg at the moment, this new mall of Africa. That I believe so. I've heard about it. If you it. saw the pictures of the traffic on the highway to get into this, yeah. that's like hell on earth. Yeah. Yeah. It has to be. And that's the doing, you know, mm. so the belief that something outside of you will give you happiness. And, uh, yeah, and then it's a constant movement. Yeah. And it's amazing control because the more you keep searching for happiness outside, the further away it's going to run. Yeah. And the more people keep telling you that it's outside of you, the more control they have over you. Yeah. And then there is this old dance that there is a limited amount of love and happiness mm. and, uh, and money and beautiful people. And we just going to walk onto each other to get that one. Mm. And uh, we forget that we all going to get it or no one is going to get it. You know, we are in this together. And this is for me, mm. it's very important because if you make it alone, you still are at the top, but you're alone. My friend was saying it beautiful. You can win the rat race and then you're still a rat. Sure. <laughs> yeah. You won it, but you're still a rat, you know. <laughs> and very much linked into that, the idea of the limitation of love and the limitation of pleasure. Yeah, completely. That we share that in very specific context with very specific people. We take it out, we use it, and then we put it away again in this little box that we hide away in the dark. Yeah. 
Yeah. And pleasure also means there is a lot to speak about here. Yeah, and it's not only sexual pleasure exactly. or sensual Thank pleasure. You. It's the fullness of the pleasure of life, of food, yes. of drink, of dancing, of movement, of the sunshine, of the air, of, of simply a conversation, a connection with somebody in a moment that is so beautiful. Yeah, it's the pleasure of being mm. alive. And, you know, we grew up, I certainly, I mean, I grew up in Italy. And we're always looking at this picture of Jesus nailed to the cross. Mm. And I think, is there anything more abusive to expose children at school to that? And uh, all day you're watching this guy nailed in, in complete suffering. And so pleasure is being demonized to the core. And so we all have this at a very subconscious level, a tremendous fear of pleasure because we've been educated that actually suffering is what would give you some sort of salvation and tantra it's it's all the other way around there is no other salvation outside of the pleasure of your body mm. in this moment and if you can express that pleasure everything around you will be fulfilling you know and fulfilled mm. and that's where the connection with this incredible cosmic orgasmic experience comes in as one of the greatest liberators if we'll allow ourselves to go there. Completely, completely. So the healing journey of sacred sexuality, of conscious sexuality, of tantra, is removing everything that prevents you from having that experience. Yes, thank you. Because that is there already, all the time. It's just revealing it. Yes. So that's beautiful. In traditional tantra, you have uh, uh, knowledge, and then you have lack of knowledge. There isn't a word that say ignorance or stupidity, because... You are not stupid. You are there already. You're just a bit confused. Mm. And the, the interference in your education created the confusion. So it's just about removing mm. that confusion like a cloud in front of the sun and for you to realize that you are that sun already. Uh, so that's why I, I really love Tantra because there is an essence of intrinsic self-love that you don't hammer yourself that... Oh, you don't get it. You don't have it. You're going to have to work hard. It's not about that. You know everything already, and you are the sun. You just have to let go of all the story that prevents you from really feel that in your being in every moment. Yeah. It's an amazing song. Um, Cliff Richard sings it. So anybody want to look it up on, on YouTube? It's called It's in Every One of Us. Ah. A couple of versions of it. But some of the most amazing lines from it say, it's in every one of us to be wise. Yes. That's yes. simple. Yes. Open up both your eyes. Yes. And, and this for me is when you understand um, who you are that, that as an experience, not because mm. someone told you, mm. then natural wisdom will arise. Then the you nec- know. And the next line of it is so tantric because... It's in every one of us to be wise. Open up both your eyes. We can all know everything without ever wondering why. Yes. And that's what we've done with our world. We spend so much time looking for the why. <laughs> and you, more times than not, we are never going to know. Going to understand that one. Never from our limited perspective. Yeah. It's that letting go of why and just be, it feels good, yeah. enjoy the goodness, you know, don't question. Yeah. And the more I want to know why, the more I move away from the experience. And going into the head. Yeah. And then why, that's why a lot of people have problem with sex because mm. sex happens in the head instead of happening in the body. Yeah. And sex is an experience of the body, you mm. know. 
Yeah. So to go back to that, and, and one of the ideas we were talking about of this idea of the wave of everything as an energy experience, when sex becomes an energy experience, that's when so much changes. Yeah. And then we can start to use that. So let's talk a little bit about this idea of sexual energy because hmm. we talk about it a lot. Hmm. And it's people always say, well, what is that? And it's hmm. kind of one of these things that they have very little understanding hmm. of. Hmm. But if you imagine that this frequency is actually our life force, because that's yes. the energy of creation. Yeah. That's what brought us into being. Yeah. Everything in the world exists because of that interplay of those energies, the masculine and the feminine, the yeah. light and the dark, the movement between all of those. Yeah. So we can access that energy and pleasure just becomes kind of the doorway in to meditation, to healing, yeah. to creativity, to higher states of consciousness. Yeah. And pleasure will let you know that you're on the good path. Mm. If it feels good, mm. carry on. And it's, you, know, it's, you, have, you have to develop the way to really listen what is good in the mm. body yeah. and not contracted by the mind that has a judgment of, of that goodness, you know. Mm. And, and that will constantly take you to places and people with can contribute to your evolution, personal evolution as human being. For me, evolution mm. is not about going into Mars. You know, the evolution of humanity is to understand really who we are and the energy we carry in our body mm. and to understand that Mars is already inside of me. You don't yeah. need to go anywhere, you know. And again, um, just that revealing it and allowing ourselves to experience and express that. And also Every just day in the world. to say this in sexuality, we have this limited idea that sex and sexuality is the movement of the genital mm. and uh, sexuality is the movement of the entire cosmos yeah. that is constantly expanding, generating itself uh, into infinity, infinite places that we don't know yet. And so the same is for us human when we understand that sexuality is the energy that moves me into this world towards places of myself that I still have no idea of what that can be, what that can look like and the potential mm. of that. Then, then we're really moving into our true purpose in my understanding. And again, that becomes difficult for a lot of people sexually for two reasons. Well, for more than two, but two of the main ones. Firstly, we have to go beyond expectation. Yes. That we know how this experience is going to feel. We know what it's going to involve. Yes. And the other is being willing to get out of that particular goal. Yes. And this way, and I, I love this so much more than ever, is that often orgasm becomes the trap in this. Completely. Because of the expectation and the power that we've put or the judgment that that's what constitutes yeah. a, a successful sexual experience. Yeah. Instead of saying this is an experience of pleasure, and in that the possibilities are endless. And again, I, I, for me, that is that human doing rather than human being. And sometimes orgasm, as we know it, this contraction, it's that we, we, we in lovemaking, we're building up so much juices, so much amazingness. It's, it's the sense that I am infinite. I mm. lose identity of my being. I become immense and cosmic. And it feels so good that we were never taught how to be in that. And so what we do, we contract around it to make it end. We ejaculate. We throw it out of us because that's the only way we were taught. 
But if we understand to hold it inside of me, I don't have to shoot it out. That's the movement of doing. A lot of the time, the doing move me out of me. Mm-hmm. And when I can stay in the expansion of, of that feeling, which it feels like I'm going to die and it's going to shatter me. But if I have the ability to sit with that, then something unimaginable can really happen. And those are mystical experiences. Absolutely. And these are the experience of truth. Then you know who you really are. And no one can come and tell you otherwise. Once you have those experiences that are really cosmic. And then that's why we can speak about sexuality in this way. Because once you have them... You know, it's never going to be the same. Then you don't want to get out of that experience. You don't want to ejaculate it out of no, your being. You want to stay there yeah. because in there, nothing can, no one can take anything away from you. You know, you are love itself and you know, you are eternal and nothing matter and everything can end because, you know, nothing really ends. My life can even end this life because I know I am infinite. Mm. So it doesn't matter. And that's the ultimate relaxation that Tantra always speak about. Yeah. Good, beautiful message from one of our listeners, Cindy. Fab show as always. Today's show has just reminded me that I need to reconnect with you in my self-discovery process. Recent breakup has thrown me right back into self-doubt. I clearly gave my power away again. When will I learn? <laughs> but that's the importance of making these practices part of your life. Yes, because that that's keeps it. us there and that keeps us conscious. Yes. And even if you start with something that's five minutes every day, that's the time of connection. Yes. And the more you see the benefits of that, the more you're going to expand that, the more time you're going to spend doing that, the greater the connection. Yes. And if I may just add to this comment that mm. you receive, that word, when will I learn? That has a sense of, am I not good enough? So I would say, you are learning. Yes, the story ended, it's a breakup. I am learning. Just change that sentence. Then the breakup, make it your meditation. Now, really look into that and what happened and how did you move around this? Not because you are little, but because you are learning. You are clearing Mm -hmm. the way to your true essence. And so this is the meditation. Embrace it. Rather than feel a sense of failure, there is no failure. The breakup could be the most amazing teaching into Absolutely. loving, into true love. And a lot of that is simply a shift in perspective. Totally. And the more we get that, and I, with everybody who comes to see me, that's one of the prime goals. How can you shift your perspective on sex, on pleasure, on your body, on your relationship? And when you do that, that's when worlds open. Sure. Because as soon as we can see it differently, we have possibilities that we never had before. Yeah, because, and I keep linking in traditional Tantra because mm. I have a sense that you'd like for me to bring that. In traditional Tantra also they say there is only you, you and your perception of reality. Mm. Nothing else exists. So when you change your perception, you can change the whole universe mm. around you. You can be on Mars. And even modern physics is showing us time and time again, exactly. perception creates the reality. reality. Mm. Totally. That's where you create the waves. That's where you change the waves. So you have, we also have this idea that in coming together, we learn about love. And I'm saying, well, also in coming apart, you learn about love. Mm. And often I hear uh, people telling me, I learn more about love in my divorce 
than I did in my mm. marriage because a lot of the marriage are happened by a cultural idea of coming mm. together, not by a personal truth. But in the divorce, now there is a real personal journey mm. of looking at how the love affair exp- express itself mm. and, um, and where we didn't own it. And so I think there is a great deal of learning in the coming mm. apart. <laughs> mm. A lot of that mm. goes to choice and conscious choice. And I think that so many people get into relationships from a space that is not a conscious choice. Totally. You don't realize the choices that you have in that moment. Your choice. And I have worked with so many women over the years who, if they realized they had a choice about being a mother, might have made a different choice. And it doesn't mean that they love their children any less. Hmm. They just weren't aware at that time that they actually had a choice to do that or not, or do that then in that way. Yeah, because again, it's a sense of identity, you know, Hmm. especially with women. A lot of women think they will fulfill their woman role by being the wife and the mother. Hmm. And so you have to become that mother to be woman. And there is a question mark there. Really? Do we? What else? Mm. How else can we be women? And even before women, human being. And the same thing about being a man. Totally. The man has to be a provider. I mean, that is a huge weight and the man must take care of everybody and go to work and give up a lot of his personal Mm. wanting and desire and pleasure for the family. There is a lot of idea in giving up of self to honor the family and the children. That's a big part of our world is the idea of sacrifice equals success and happiness. Yes. And I think it's created generations of incredibly angry and frustrated men who have no idea about emotional expression, about heart expression, and even sexual expression, which is so limited and so anger-based. Yes. Rather than relaxing into the pleasure, allowing the heart to be there, where I don't even necessarily have to have an erection to have this amazing pleasure. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. The soft, and when we do a quiet linger massage, where guys do not even come close to having an erection. And it's one of the most confusing experiences because I don't know what this is. Yeah, and for a woman to be in that place and and, and receive this man in his gentleness Mm. and uh, emptiness also, that it doesn't have to be in any movement. No, and that's... Erections in some way have become weapons. Yes. <laughs> and it's about domination and how big and how hard can I fuck you? And instead of, oh, can I relax into this beautiful moment of being and connection? Yeah. And, and in traditional Tantra, the masculine is empty. It mm. has no movement. So the erection will happen probably naturally, and that is an offering. Mm. You know, in our world, we understand men have an erection. They go take their pleasure inside a woman, Mm. and uh, he's the one that fuck. And in traditional Tantra, uh, the masculine surrender back into himself, into the complete emptiness that has no idea and no movement, and the feminine goes and take him. She dictates the movement, the pace, the rhythm, and if she wants it or not. And the man is completely surrender to to this moment. Mm-hmm. And the erection becomes just the expression of his full presence, the totality of his spirit in this bon- moment. It's so present that look, it looks hard. It appears to be hard. His mm-hmm. emptiness, it's so present that it appears hard. 
and and so it would allow the women to really take charge in that wave of movement mm. you know and we men could let go of so much of that performance and the fact that they are the doer because in reality they're not in traditional tantra shakti is the doer mm-hmm. the power of creation comes from the feminine she does it all he imagine it the masculine is the seed of imagination but is the feminine that does it all and and we live in a world where the men are the doers mm-hmm. to an extreme extent and um so essentially a lot of our world is going against our inherent nature ah uh, totally and totally. that makes it even harder <coughs> to kind of reconnect with those parts of yourselves because you're struggling this never mind personal conditioning but this incredible social conditioning and pressure yeah com- it, it's all about mm. that you mm. know and and becoming wives and fathers and uh, mm. what do you the opportunity you give to your children as if life is not there to take care of everybody mm. and you must give opportunity to your children they are alive that is the one opportunity that life is given to them that's all you know teach them to breathe and be present by you breathing and being present mm-hmm. That's all. And we take on so much also as parents that we think we are doing this existence and we are not. We are mere tools of existence, mm. you know. And so if we learn to relax so much more, I think we would create so much more pocket of simple happiness and uh, and we would just mm. have happy life. I mean, when when I look at the tribes that the Christianity and the Europe wiped out of the face of this planet in america in africa south america africa they are intrinsically so happy and they're not doing anything you see them they're just hanging out they're lying on the hammock they're together there is a lot of touch with the little children and there is the singing mm. they sing they're naked all the time and um, and i think they 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 got a true balance with existence there is an intrinsic sense of purpose mm. that you can feel them i can feel it when i watch them mm. and i think that's that's eden that's the garden of eden yeah. talk a little bit about what you're doing this weekend uh this weekend i do a two days intensive workshop for women only called cosmic sexuality and um i'm just looking at everything we spoke about actually um at how our sexuality is cosmic it comes mm-hmm. from a cosmic um energy particularly for women because i also feel we are so loaded we role modern and and in a lot of our liberation into um sexual freedom for women it's actually another little prison i mean we must look carefully um that uh, does it really means to be on top and demand as many orgasm and i am the multi orgasmic woman and i can tell my man what to do and how to move and i'm so <laughs> on top of everything you know that in my understanding is be, is behaving like a junior man still mm. you know and not a true feminine that rests in deep listening mm. and and take direction from from the ocean from the cosmic movement mm. so that is a uh, two days from 10 to 5 both days saturday is open for the women that are available for one day only but sunday it's only for the women that have attended the saturday because we're going deeper into mm. um, a space if you are interested in that you can email me i guess it's tomorrow so yes so if you are making a quick decision yeah. and the email address is info at mrslove m r s l o v e dot org
O-R-G, like orgasm. Beautiful. <laughs> and I know that you're coming back in June. <clears throat> Come back in June. And we are definitely going to expand this conversation. Expand this June. orgasm. <laughs> we are definitely going to do that in June when you are back. That this was is... the best conversation. You guys did a master class. It was amazing. Wonderful. Thank I'm, you. I'm glad we were well received. Yeah. So on Tuesday, we are doing one of my favorite evenings, which is called Exploring the Erotic Spirit. We're doing mm. it at a beautiful little restaurant in Santon. And you are going to get with this some really wonderful coffee, some liqueur, and one of the best chocolate brownies in Joburg. And it's, it's a beautiful space for discussion, for exploring the erotic nature within us. An opportunity to kind of look at some things that you might think never turned you on before, and maybe they do, and something lights a little spark inside, and it's like, oh, I like that. that. <laughs> Those are the best evenings. Absolutely. So that's on Tuesday. And it's for singles. It's for couples. You don't take your clothes off. Just this beautiful discussion. Um, email me for more info. John T at eroslife.co.za. There's still two places available for Mozambique. And we're going to be doing so much there of what we've spoken about this morning. And add to that the amazing food. Add the beach at Tartaruga. Add the dolphins and Courtney and it just becomes one of the most amazing experiences ever yeah so in two minutes let's give everybody a really beautiful tantric experience they can do this evening so I'll add one element you add one element okay okay so my element is going to be breath I would love that so my element is going to be breath and it's really really Simple. For whatever you do, whether it's self-pleasuring, whether you're going to have sex with a partner, slow your breath down. Breathe as deeply as you can and keep your attention on the breath moving in and out of your body. And mm. that will open the most amazing sensation and emotion. Mm. What's your addition? To I would that? have said the same things, actually. But then further to breath, breath is always the first movement. When you're comfortable in that, the next one I can add briefly, you can, you can sense within you, where does the breath really come mm. from? Where does it come from inside of me? Who am I? You know, when you write the breath, who am I when I'm not this person doing, but I can rest in this being? Who am I? That constant questioning. Am I greater than this little me talking in the moment and rest in that? Fall back. Relax. Mm. And fall back into yourself and, and question that. So two things with that. Breathe and relax. Yeah. Just be there. Yeah. And maybe find the place in between breath. Mm. When, when the, between the, end, the inhale and exhale, there is, a, there is a slight moment of pause. So rest in that pause for a moment. Relax in that pause and find for yourself where it takes you. Mm. And what do you know? When you, when you follow that empty space. And be in that moment of being a being of pleasure, of being mm. a sacred being. Yeah. Yourself with a partner. Where is that inside of you coming from? So connect that into your heart, middle of your chest. Breathe into mm. that. And relax into that. <sighs> and 
the sound of your own excel mm, let that turn you really on we can link sound. it to your beginning that's yes. turning it is turning on it's amazing yeah the sound <laughs> of your own excel let that turn you on and this is what men struggle with is noise during <sighs> sex because mm. men are so quiet yes <laughs> so you don't have to be in the fire of this growl just as you breathe out Simplicity, <sighs> beautiful. And just be there with that, because that's all natural expressions of being. It's not doing. Yeah. Don't force it. Yeah. And then it's about receiving yourself. Mm. When when I allowed my own sound to seduce me, you know, you become resting. You are in your good end. You are into the your own hand. You know, take care of yourself mm. before. There's anybody else with you. Take care of yourself. Um, allow y- your, yourself to be turned on by yourself. Mm-hmm. If that cannot happen, how can you expect anybody else to be turned on by you if you cannot turn on your own self? There's no one out there. That's what Tantra <laughs> teaches. There's only you anyway. <laughs> so, you know, something really beautiful that I'm so grateful for and say thank you so much. The last couple of weeks have been really tumultuous in terms of changes in my life and changes of things that I'm doing. And this conversation has brought me so much back to the inspiration and the essence and purpose of me as an expression of the sexual energy in the world. Mm. So I am so grateful and say thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Thank you for sharing this orgasmic moment in time. You know, and that is the thing. The pleasure is to know that we are infinite being and we are eternal. But in this moment, there is only this moment that will be looking like this Mm -hmm. and feeling like this in time, in eternity. This moment will never be repeated. And so isn't that amazing? If you fully enter this moment, it's... Wow, and you're not going to let this opportunity to bypass you. It's never going to repeat itself with this flavor, with this look, with this temperature, with this taste. And uh, and then it's amazing to be alive. Tamar, have a wonderful weekend. Thank you, guys. You've uh, been unbelievably good. <laughs> I wish you all so much pleasure.